0: Africa Update on SAFM Sunrise, a continental overview of current African affairs. RAS Advocate Mantula, good morning.
1: and well, well, Africa to the listeners.
0: The, uh, what's happened in Libya is just impossible to describe. I mean, I'm seeing some estimates that the flooding has ta- claimed 10,000 people.
1: Stephen, remember yesterday, even when we gave the number of 27, it was not the correct number, actually, because it was still simmering and the numbers were not clear. We are talking of 3,000 people who have been confirmed dead and up to 10,000 people missing. And you will understand this is in the eastern part of Libya. Hence, General Khalifa, after coming out very clear, he said it is difficult to even measure the amount of the devastation that has been caused by Cyclone Daniels. Remember Cyclone Daniels even started as early as the... On the 4th of September in Greece, it went to Turkey and it simmered towards uh, Libya. And now we are talking of Cairo as well as Egypt being threatened by Cyclone Daniel. And the Dana, that is one of the areas where there are people who are affected in the eastern part of Benghazi, where I said yesterday, Benghazi, we know it very well, Uh, next to Sirte, it was where the brother leader, Muammar Gaddafi, was born. So you'll understand, Stephen, also the legs and the neglect of infrastructure in that area.
0: And then in Egypt, the Ministry of Education banning the wearing of full-face veils in public and in public schools. In other words, a woman won't be allowed to wear them.
1: Stephen, that has sparked a debate actually yesterday on the social media in uh, Cairo in terms of this uh, decision that has come out. But also it says that it is an optional for the wishes of the students without any pressure, coercion from any other than the legal guardian who must be informed of this choice. So it's something that you'll understand the issues of the dress code, whether at workplace or at schools. They've been there all along in the Muslim community. You'll understand even in the southern Africa, we've been having those challenges of the, uh, I mean, of the symbols or what we call the uh, uh, the religious apparel that has been the challenge. We know it very well in the southern Africa, even the issue of wearing of hair, the issue of wearing of uh, hispanic or what we call African. Beats, you know, there's been a contestation, but with Egypt, we saw a change coming from Abdel Fattah Al-Sisi regime looking at this to say we need to remove this uh, so that it doesn't uh, undermine the rights of men
0: And then in Madagascar, presidential elections—they're gaining momentum. The incumbent president, Andre Rogelina, he's in—he's in the race.
1: steven Malagasy will go to the polls on the 9th of November for the first round. If they are not making it, it will be on the 20th. Remember, Antananarivo, Madagascar, we are talking of 13 candidates who are going to be contesting for this election. And that came out from Malagasy Electoral Commission yesterday, saying that Rajolina will now be one of the contestants, despite that there was controversy around even his citizenship. But they have now sorted it out that he will be part of the election campaign. As he has already started, the DJ, remember, the youngest president and a DJ in the islands in Africa to contest this election for the second time.
0: And then in Zimbabwe, the President Emerson Mankagua, we were talking about it earlier, he literally appointed his son a deputy minister and his nephew a
1: deputy minister. Stephen, remember he had to constitute the cabinet and they said the 34-year-old David Munangagwa will serve as a deputy uh, minister of finance. The nephew will serve as a deputy minister of tourism, that is Tongai Mafidi Monangawa. Also, his son, Stephen, MSN Junior Monangawa, will be serving in the office of the president because rumors are that he has been part of his father's meeting when he meet with foreign he, he, investors. Interestingly, let's look at the comparison, Stephen. In Congo Brazzaville, Dennis Nguesso appointed his son to be uh, in the cabinet minister. Equatorial Guinea. Tedora Nguema, as a vice president, he has put his son, if you will understand, in the same like Gabon. Rwanda, we have spoken about it, that NG Kagame, he's working close to his father in the presidency, and his son is in the presidential guard. So it's the same script, even that others are trying to center the power around the family. We'll call it in the name of the father, the son, and the nephew.
0: And then you're taking us back to this day, 13th of September, 1942.
1: Steven, I don't know whether you knew he was a political reporter for IMVO Zabatikin, one of the oldest newspapers in Eastern Cape. He was a waiter. Uh, he was a clerk of the Bantu Education. He was a former minister of safety and security in 2002, a chairperson of the, of the SACP. We are talking of Charles Nakula, who was born on this day, Stephen. A very interesting character. If you look at his politics, uh, UDF, you look at his role. In MK. You know, there are many issues when you have to think of Charles Akula, who was once a security advisor to President Zuma and also our ambassador in Mozambique. Asante Sana Elji, as you are still leading the conversation, SAFM, celebrating our heritage.
0: Rest advocate Sipo Mantula, thank you very much. And DT, of course, back with us tomorrow. More news from our continent through the day.